And now, for your listening pleasure, here's Polizzi and Rose, covering the week of media, marketing, and digital content news. This old marketing. Take it away, boys. Well, hello, my friends. This is Robert Rose. And welcome to episode number 346 of This Old Marketing for October 19th, 2022. And with me, as always, my good friend, my colleague, and, well, a guy who didn't put in a bid for parlor, Mr. Joe Polizzi. I, I got that right, right? You didn't uh, actually... You didn't actually bid for a parlor. Didn't even think about it. Not even. No. Not even once. I, I, no. I thought with your your multi 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 billions of dollars that uh, that you're sitting on, you might have you might have thought about it. No, uh, not even for a little bit. But I know we're going to talk about it. I mean, that's our our first story. Yes, yeah, the main story. Yeah, that's the main sure. story. But we, you know, we're already getting into the show. This is the earliest we've ever gotten into the show. We can't do this. We've got to talk. No, about, I know. We had, yeah, we got to talk about something. Got to talk about devastation in Cleveland sports. Yeah, well, or 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 a complete collapse of the Dodgers. One one of the two. We could talk oh, about that's that. That's right. Yeah, it's uh, it's unfortunate. I I mean, we're recording this on Wednesday, and and last night we watched our Guardians lose to the Yankees. A lot of people are calling for the fix. I got to tell you, because really, well, you heard about really? the rainout, the rainout disaster, right? I did not hear about this. What is what is well, this all about? So on Monday they were supposed to play Game Five in New York, and it's not raining, and they delayed the game, and it didn't rain for like an hour and a half, and then they called the game. Well, our bullpen was all rested. Their bullpen needed a little bit more rest, and lo and behold, they ended up delaying the game until Tuesday. And, uh, you know, New York was fully rested and completely destroyed the Guardians, and now we're out. So, not that I'm calling for, you know, conspiracy. Yeah, not that you're bitter. Anything, but I am. I think, <laughs> yeah. there's, I think there's a there there. Yeah. And, and the other thing is, I, my wife and I can't go to the, any more Browns games this year because our record is now one and four. Yeah, it's not good. The Browns are not, they're not playing well. That is for sure. I actually thought that they, they weren't playing well, and now I'm starting to get the feeling that they're not a very good football team. Like it's, it's a well, here's thing. the thing, I you know here's here's what I would say. My you know putting on my little NFL analyst hat for a moment. Oh, please do. Uh, oh yeah, I'm I'm sure you're eager to hear uh, what I have to say. Here, whatever. I'm sure that's absolutely. Well, please go ahead. Bated breath. Yes. <laughs> um, you know I, I think your quarterback is actually playing quite well um above expectations right above expectations for sure um and uh certainly you know very similar to my situation at the dallas cowboys a backup quarterback playing beyond what they were you know what they're supposed to do so Mm -hmm. doing very well the offense is actually pretty good your defense has just fallen apart i i it's 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 amazing i mean it doesn't you guys can't stop anything no, we're, um, we're it's it's called the Swiss cheese defense. There it is. I see. There's an actual name for it. Yes, there there are gaping holes in the defensive line, and <laughs> uh, yeah, they just running backs just seem to fly through them. I I don't really know what's going on, but yeah, yeah, it was un, it was unfortunate. It was a beautiful day, beautiful October uh, day for a game. And now, are you really not going to go to any more Browns game, or is that just a is that just a thing? 
we, we were start. Well, we actually had a serious discussion about it because we're starting to think it might be us. I mean, is our presence there hurting the team? Oh, that's not self-centered at all. That's not that's not narcissistic at all. (laughs) It's a possibility. It could be. It could be the thing. I'm sure it's you. Yeah, I'm sure it's you and your lovely wife and your friends. It was just. It was a sad day on Sunday because we we had three games that day. We went. We started early in the morning. We went to the the local Arsenal bar and watched Arsenal win. Which was our, is our European football team, so that was fantastic. And then we're like, got two more games. We're gonna go watch the Browns win, and then we're gonna hopefully see the Guardians win. Well, the last two didn't complete the puzzle, so we were only thirty three percent. It was not. It was not fun. Okay. It was, yeah. It was that's, not, that's, not. that's 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 uh, that's a lot of sports in one day. Yeah, it could have been the most amazing day ever, and it it was not. And you know. It's, it's it was a weird it was a weird weekend for sports I, I gotta say because you know I mean if you look at who won on Sunday it was just it was like upset Sunday it was like every you know the Jets won I mean come on what about I mean, the New the, York teams who saw not, that right? coming with exactly. the Giants and the right? Jets I mean I'm sure you I mean you know the Giants fairly well because they're in your division you probably yeah. didn't see this coming. No, no one saw this coming. No one saw them. I mean, the, you know, Not they even finally that. found themselves yeah. a coach, right? That's that's the real, that's the real key because they're I not think playing. Brian Dayball's the the coach used to coach uh, with the the Cleveland Browns. That's what yeah. normally happens. People go to Cleveland. They're they're not very good in Cleveland, but then they move on and they become Hall of Famers. So I that's right. I should have Bill Belichick did this to happen. Bill Belichick is a great example of that. Oh, geez, you had to bring up yeah. Bill. <laughs> On both, yes. yeah. Former coach, yeah. He did you know that Bill was the coach when we actually, you know, when the Browns left town? That's right. And they went to I Baltimore do, in the middle of the that. night. He was, yeah. he was the coach. Yeah. Yes. Thank you for bringing up all these. You're welcome. Wonderful yeah, memories. You're welcome. That's you uh, know, my, I, that's that's your NFL analysis for Thursday, October nineteenth, twenty twenty two. And uh, just so I'm clear, the the Cowboys did not play very well. I'm they sorry. did not. Well, they played fine, given the, wh- what happened was uh, they played. The Eagles played very well. The Eagles are playing lights out football good right team. now. I mean, let's. They're a good team. Who? who do, um, I, I never and, thought the Jalen Hurts thing was going to work, but I didn't either. And and you, you know, I mean, what they have is an actual. They just they're they're doing, you know, basically what the the Colin Kaepernick led. 49ers did back, you know, a few years ago where they had that run pass option uh, down, right? I mean, you just, it's really, they just, they know how to run that just over and over and over again. And teams are having a real tough time stopping it. And, well, it puts a lot of pressure you know, on the defense when you have a running quarterback that also knows how to pass. It's different than, that's right. let's say, the Chicago Bears right now, where Fields isn't a good, he's a great runner. But uh, but not quite there yet with the quarterbacking yeah. skills, and they're just not a good football team right now either. So yeah, yeah. I mean, at, you know, when you look at the stats, Philadelphia is a mediocre team, right? I mean, you know, they're they're running for you know three plus yards on average. They're passing not a lot, um, and you know they're sort of middle of the road stats wise, but. You just don't stop them. They just go da 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 da, and then they score a touchdown. Da 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 da, and they 
kick a field goal. And it's just, it's, you know, you, if you can't stop them, then it doesn't matter how, you know, few yards you're getting. You're just keep getting first down after first down and it's done. It's a good team. They're a good team, but yes, they did. They played fine ultimately, but they just exposed the fact that we're playing with a backup quarterback right now. So, I mean, you know, he threw three interceptions and, you know, you just can't do that and win. So, you know, no. the defense played fine, you know, given, you know, kept them to, you know, uh, you know, they, I mean, they had a bad second quarter, but they, but other than that, the, the defense played really well. And we actually kept it very close until the very end. Actually, you know, we came back from 20 to zero down and in the third quarter brought it back to set, you know, 20 to 17. And then, then they, they scored again. So yeah, that sounds like the Browns game. We came back and, and uh, made it close at the end. I think it was the thirty-five to fourteen or something like that. It was a it was a real nail biter there. At the yeah. End. Well, that one I that one I called. Uh, I have to say I called that one. I mean, just oh, so whenever, it's your fault. Okay. When, well, well let's when, go on to the news when, right now. Whenever I don't have anything more to say to you? <laughs> Thank you for that. You're I welcome. thought I, this whole time. I think it's me, and and it's actually no. I, you. I I root for the Browns heavy, especially when they're playing the Patriots. But you know, yeah. Patriots have had. Patriots have had the the Browns number for a number. I mean, last year was like it was crazy like that. It was like thirty five to four or something like that last year. It was Belichick's got the Browns number. That's for sure. All right. Well, we may we may or may not be talking football next week because I might be just done with the whole thing. And and actually, right. we'll make a, a whole portion of our audience very happy if we Indeed. stop talking football. Indeed, the three, well, they there's just three skip. or four they people do the that really look forward skip. to it. But yeah, they can do the thirty-second skip thing. It's 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 pretty simple. <laughs> they pretty simple. Lot, like on this one, thirty. Oh my God, they're still talking. Oh yeah, they're still, still talking about football. It. Come on, let's go. Well, I think they've probably learned now to hit that ten-minute mark, and then they go, okay, that now they're now they're going to finally get into it. We're right? fairly consistent. Yeah, we're. Fairly, we are. We, we do we're, at least we're, ten, <laughs> ten minutes of gibberish. <laughs> we are nothing if not predictable. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> All right, let's get to our show let's here because we've got a good one. Um, and uh, yeah, it, it, apparently our friend Kanye Yee, uh, my neighbor, uh, he's buying Parlor uh, apparently, and we'll talk about all of that and what might be the motivation, and and just you know we'll just generally rant and rave about that. Do, do you see him well, anymore? I mean, do you ever just because no? I mean, the it's, only it's time like half a mile away from you, right? I mean, if, if it's yeah. more like a quarter of a mile, yeah, it's it's, it's he's close. Behind a big he's very gate. close. Well, I, and I don't see him much anymore because he actually doesn't live because they're got divorced right so so kim got the house so he oh so that's I, really I, kim's place and yeah that's Ye right was, yeah so yay's not yeah there. i i don't know where he lives now ye? but i do is it ye or yay is it is it i know it was i don't Jesus know for a while uh, he, is it, right so i guess it's ye would be the because that's the short his, thing that's his name now he actually is i know to, you yeah. can't call him Kanye ye west. west anymore yeah ye west yeah ye west okay them. U.S. I'll, I'll all right. Well, we'll that. talk about okay. Yee buying Parlor basically, right. and see see what that's all about. Yeah, and then we'll skip got? to Netflix. Um, and they're yes, here the ad tier is here. Uh, the new monetized model is around, and we'll talk a little bit about what that might look like and what the smartness or dumbness of that may be. And we'll we've got a couple of different takes on that from different sources. Then we'll talk about Steve Case. Remember Steve Case? He was the guy who brought you. You've got mail. Uh, the next five years, he says, is about the internet meeting the real world. And we'll talk about how silly that actually might be. Um, and then if we've got time, Walmart, apparently, because 
why not, and everybody else is, is launching a content creator program as well. It was only a matter of time. It was only a matter of time before, before Walmart, Walmart uh, actually launched store it. That gets involved in the creator economy. That's right. And if for some weird reason we have more time after that, which is probably not going to be the case, but if we do, we'll talk about how Facebook's big metaverse news is. That's right. You get legs. Uh, you get legs on your avatar. We probably that's won't the, have time to talk about it, but we should because we I sh- have a take. So if so, you can just keep some of your monologues shorter. We okay. Get, All right. To it. I see. <laughs> Basically, might keep my opinions on the Browns to myself. I exactly. we would have time for that. Well, now that it's your fault, now now I can go to the games because it's yes, not, there you go, there you go. Trade in your narcissism for your hate for me. That's that's that's. Oh, uh, there's no hate there. It's just, yeah. I'm, I'm in I'm in the real world. We're in I the see. real world here. Okay. All right. All right. Let's let's yeah. Do this. Well, we've got some rants and raves too uh, as well. I'm gonna rant uh, or excuse me, I'm gonna rave actually about a new news platform, uh, and you're gonna talk about all sorts of things with the NFL because oh, yes. why not? More football talk. But this is this <laughs> yeah. has to do with the show. I mean, it's, that's right. It's not just NFL talk. It's it's media. It's media. It's media. It's <laughs> Joe Polizzi, he puts the me in media. <laughs> so. Oh, my God. Uh, that's pretty true, actually. All right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's move to our first story here, which is, of course, our top story that we talked about at the very beginning of the show. That is that ye, or Kanye West, depending on how you know the man, uh, and the headline, by the way, is from CNBC that we'll link to in the show notes is Kanye West, who now goes by ye, agrees to buy conservative social media platform Parler, says the company. Uh, the article opens up by saying Kanye West uh, agreed to buy Parler, a conservative social media app, after other platforms suspended him over anti-Semitic posts. It's not the only thing he did, but all right. Uh, in a world where conservative opinions are considered to be controversial, uh what? Oh, this is a quote. In a world where conservative opinions are considered to be controversial, said Yi, we have to make sure that we have the right to freely express ourselves. Uh, later, Yi told Bloomberg News, it's just funny to see Yi in a sentence. Uh, later, Yi told Bloomberg News, he's buying Parler because Instagram and Twitter disciplined him. <laughs> they put him in a timeout, so he had to go buy something else. Parler is one of several right-wing friendly social media platforms to emerge in the Donald Trump era. Uh, and then there's a wonderful picture of Yi doing his Yi face, uh, which is should be trademarked. A Yi face? Is that what a you just face. said? Yeah, the it, it face. should be trademarked. It's that it's that face that he makes when it looks like he's like imitating a goldfish, like when he's puffing out his cheeks and he's scowling at the camera. Uh, anyway, okay. Um, <laughs> what say you? What say you to Kanye or Yi buying a parlor, Mister Polizzi? I, I okay. First of all. I'm under the assumption that he got a pretty good deal with this. Oh, you think? <laughs> because, uh, I mean, the article states, what is there, $56 million from outside investment? And they're most. Well, he bought a bunch of cash, that's for sure. I mean, yeah. they just literally closed around last month. So, yeah. Yeah. And there's, so there's a lot of outside investment involved. Most of it's underwater. Uh, and the savior will come to save the day, uh, Kanye. And uh, look at. What's some of the things that he's he's said is pretty horrible, and he was right to get banned from Twitter and other spots. So if he believes he can now go to Parler and have free speech, which which honestly isn't, I don't think it's a thing. 
you unmoderated free speech on a social media platform is chaos and and i think i think there's a difference we need to talk about between free speech and hate speech it's it's is i don't think this is going to go well uh if you just get a bunch of people that can say whatever they want and i think that's what kanye's that that's what his vision is right you can go on here and say whatever you want not be concerned with the repercussions is that am i taking this the wrong way well, I think you're putting a lot more earnestness behind his motivations <laughs> than than he's actually got. This is marketing pure and simple. This is this is this is him keeping his name in the spotlight. I mean, true. It's, I mean, know, well, he, let's be honest. He's not the CEO type, right? I mean, he's not going to come in and sort out how Parler is going to become a modern business model to compete with Twitter. I mean, that's not... He's not like... It's you're not saying, Kanye's like he, specialty, not let's put Rupert it that Murdoch way. Murdoch is what you're saying. No, he's not, no. There's he's, not a big strategy behind this. That is, that is he correct. He wants a it's, bigger he, megaphone. He basically bought a fan club, is what he bought. Is, I mean, and, there's, and so, there's something to be said, said for that. There's, I guess there's a couple things. I do believe, one, there's a, this is a trend where we're seeing Donald Trump, we're seeing, um, obviously, Yee, we're seeing Elon Musk being forced into buying Twitter where you get these Uber celebrities that are now buying these megaphones. And I, I'm, I wonder when your neighbor Kim is, is going to buy her own. I, I mean, I, I would imagine that's going to be a thing. You're going to see more of these celebrities that are now billionaires able to buy the, and I, I don't necessarily see a problem with it. I just think we're, we're just at the start of seeing more of these celebrities specifically for parlor. I think the problem is, they, there's no way they can get mainstream brand sponsorship. And in order for Parler to survive, they need big sponsors to come in. And there's not a yeah. lot of mainstream brands that are going to want to set up camp on a Parler just because of the divisiveness. It's just it that's is right. what it is. So. Well, I mean, so that's the, you know, that's been the writing on the wall for, you know, months and months, right? I mean, you know, also hitting the news, by the way, buried in the news uh, this week with, with Kanye buying Parler was the fact that, uh, that Truth Social has once again said, eh, we're not going to turn over any information because about, you know, our, our pending, you know, trying to de-SPAC and, and, and trying to, you know, go public and all those kinds of things. They're just, they're just flailing, right? They've just put off again their disclosure of information about what's actually going on. So, you know, these the all of these platforms are struggling as business models. And that's what intrigues me so much about this the deal here. Because if you just peel back the covers for a second, what this really is is this is Candace Owens and George Farmer, who are married, by the way. George Farmer being the CEO of Parlor and Candace Owens being his wife and also a very high visibility, you know, conservative uh, pundit. Yeah, very, um, very popular. Yes. Yeah. And they, uh, you know, th- they basically sold Kanye a bill of goods here, right? They did what they were just like, you know, how do we monetize this thing that we built and get out? And this is the way they do exactly that, right? They just, they're, they're very smart business people. And what they were able to do here is transform 
a very, very, very ugly. I mean, you know, you, you had a great tweet where you said, you know, this deal, you know, this deal will be only second in badness to Twitter's, you know, Elon's deal buying Twitter, you know, but it's true. It's like he's getting uh, an awful business. And basically, I'm, you know, I, I would have loved to have been in that pitch meeting where, you know, they basically said, Kanye, this is so great. You're getting this awesome, wonderful free speech platform. It's going to be amazing. You should just buy the company. Just buy the company. It'll, you know, it'll be great for you. And he went, yep, I'll do it. And he bought the company. And so, you know. It, well, it, it is quite a bit different, though, from what Elon did, because Elon, well, spent of course, it's different billion. Right. And so what Kanye, the, what the article says, Kanye is worth over two billion dollars. And which is not gonna, which is not you, even close say, to he's accurate. Spending, yeah. He's spending a, a bucket of pucks. That's right. For, for this. It's That's probably right. not a big flyer for him. No. He may be getting the better end of the deal. You never know. I don't know. Well, it's hard. It would be hard if you look at the numbers, and it's obviously hard to know because they're a private company on what the actual revenue and user subscriber, you know, it's hard to actually value the company at this point. But the fact that they've taken, you know, I mean, I did a little bit of research here and they don't, you know, they have a handful of employees. It's not like they're, you know, a huge company or anything. Um, And... So, you know, and let's assume they have some amount of revenue, although if you Google that and try and spend money with Parler, it's tough, actually, because a lot of people are like, I can't even buy advertising. You know, I can't even get a salesperson to call me back. Um, So, uh, yeah, not a good sign, not a good sign. But regardless, user base, advertising model on and on, you know, not a big company. And they just took. Uh, I think it was 30, 30 something million uh, in funding last month, like in September, they took the, the they took their last round of funding. So he just basically bought a bank account, right? And so he he may not have had to have put much uh, cash into this thing, or he may have just literally matched what was in the bank. In other words, he may have just said, "Okay, I'll just match what's in the bank." You know what you got from a venture fund. And, you know, and call it a day and take over, you know, primary ownership sure. and let the, you know, let the venture firm out of out of their obligation. Some people, and the venture yeah, firm you, walks away clean. Yeah. There's a few people in there that wanted out and they got out at yeah, any so, cost with a loss. Most and, likely. and we're, by the way, we're speculating here. I mean, this is all speculation <laughs> in terms of what, I think I what, think the what, listeners know. Yeah, this, this, <laughs> yeah exactly. all we, we do don't have speculate. to put our it's not like financial, there's, there's not any financial here. disclaimers. Yes. Yeah. No, but last, anyway, it's it's a bad deal. It's a, if, any way you cut it, it's not going to be I don't a successful a business yet. I, it, the the odds of that. The one thing I do like the article talks about uh, how Parler is trying to build their own infrastructure so they don't get blocked again by the Googles and well, the they, of the world. I do. Great, like, I don't know if they're doing that, but it's they are doing it. They, they, I like so that. if you if you look at the underlying structure of the company. Parler, the social media network, is actually the smallest piece of it. Um, so there's another. They have a. They they acquired a cloud infrastructure company that's basically, you know, <laughs> I guess I guess ironically enough, just down the freeway down in Irvine from where I live. Um, that is that does exactly what you're talking about. It, it hosts. It's a. It's an AWS Amazon Web Services kind of company where they do you know hosting of data. You know, and they have data centers, et cetera, et cetera. So they are building their own infrastructure so that they they don't have to depend on, 
whether or not they get turned off by some hosting provider or not, which you know, is whether smart. they pay their bill, which is, et cetera. Which is right. smart because whenever something smart. crazy happens, whatever, what it, when, you know, January 6th, didn't they get turned off for a while? Somebody blocked them. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, which interestingly, now just exactly to your point, interestingly, boy, would it be, would I, would it just be, weird and poetic and somehow just amazing if Kanye actually is buying that, right? <laughs> in other words, he's buying the infrastructure company because that's actually an interesting business. That could an infrastructure be company the, that yeah. will actually host all this extreme stuff, right? That will, you know, that won't, you know, that basically we won't shut you. Yeah. We won't shut you right. off no matter how horrible <laughs> you that's are. That's right. That's an interesting that there's a there's an interesting business model there uh, that could be at play here, but you know and but and who knows maybe they peeled that part out right because what everything I'm reading says that Kanye has bought Parler the social media network not necessarily what's called uh, I think it's called Parliament Technologies which is the parent company of Parler, which owns all of the, the, the two, there's, there are two companies, infrastructure companies that they've, that they've acquired, um, as part of this. Well, and so I big. don't know that he got that as part of the deal. Boy, that, that you're right. That could be big. Cause you could see, uh, you know, an organization like an only fans and of that ilk that would say, we well, don't want to get cut, cut off again by AWS really. Yeah, that exactly. Just about everything. So yeah. yeah all right. Interesting. Yeah. Well, so good there luck. we go. Wait, well, good luck we'll, to we'll see. You know, it's it keeps it it keeps us uh, basically with stuff to talk about, which is always <laughs> fun. It keeps the so keeps the is, fodder coming. As is it your were. prediction? Is there another celebrity purchase coming in the next six? Yes, months? but it's not Kim. Oh yeah, absolutely. There will be another celebrity purchase here. No. This is going to be a thing. I think. No, I think you know. In in the next year, Kim's going to buy something. You heard it here. Hmm. Yes. If Kim is. buys something, it would be one of the e-commerce plays, I think. Uh, Kim's I, a better investor. Kim Kim's a better investor. I mean, that whole family is a better investor than you. They're is. very I mean, the, smart. They're very they're very savvy. And they have I I and I know this. They have very savvy people around them. They have they have surrounded themselves with very savvy experts in things like product distribution and supply chain and 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 all of that. Yeah, and, because, and content marketing yeah. consulting right next door. Right next door to Kim is yeah, the you would, home yeah. of content marketing consulting. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Next. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, next. All right. Well, we have uh, 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 the next story is about Netflix, and we've got a couple of uh, links to pair here. Uh, one of them comes from The Morning Brew. Uh, which I absolutely love the image they chose for their for their headline, which comes from Squid Games, um, where they show basically the scene where they're holding the guy the in the. Uh, I won't try and explain it. Just go look at it. Uh, the headline is Netflix is launching an ad supported tier in November, which is coming up very quickly here in a couple of weeks, coming to a television near you, which would be commercials. The streaming industry says the article is one step closer to reaching its ultimate end state, cable TV. Uh, yesterday, Netflix announced its new ad supported tier, and it will roll out on November 3rd and cost $6.99 per month. I think that was like the original price of Netflix. I, I believe you're correct. Correctly. That's right. Um, 
Although significantly cheaper than the company's standard plan at fifteen forty nine, uh, new with the new basic with ads plan, as the name implies, will be pretty basic with ads. There's no talk yet of introducing half hour infomercials about CD collections of all the hit love songs of the eighties. Good line. Um, but the commercial load won't be insignificant. There will be four to five minutes of commercials every hour. Uh, that's a that's that's much less than broadcast TV, just for uh, comparison's sake. By the way, um, the screen resolution will take a hit. Uh, you can only stream now in 720p, uh, and also out will be several shows and movies due to licensing and the ability to download content. While other streamers have already introduced ad-supported tiers, Netflix's decision is a reversal of years of resistance to the idea. In 2020, CEO Reed Hastings claimed the company had zero interest in showing ads, but after back-to-back quarters of subscriber losses and growing competition, the global streaming leader's tune changed. Uh, So we'll pair that, by the way, with the CNBC article uh, that is Netflix's performance Nice counterbalance here to sort of a a discussion we can have. Netflix adds more than 2.4 million subscribers revealing details about password sharing crackdown. Uh, Basically, Netflix beat third quarter expectations on the top and bottom lines on Tuesday. The company said it added 2.4 million net subscribers during the quarter, higher than the 1 million it had forecast. Uh, I call sandbagging there, but let's move on. Uh, Netflix will begin to crack down on password sharing next year. Uh, They skyrocketed. The shares more than 14% after the bell Tuesday as the company posted better-than-expected results on the top and bottom lines. The streamer also reported the addition of 2.4 million net global subscribers, more than doubling the ads the company had projected a quarter ago. And then they haven't even, as they said, started the crackdown on password sharing yet. They'll start that next year. So what make you of all this news from our friends at Netflix, Mr. Politi? What is interesting is that you know, they came up with this ad-supported plan because, oh, the, we're not getting subscribers. We're losing subscribers. Well, they come out with their report, and it's blistering hot. Great report. Sandbagging or not, it looks like the company's in good shape. They had a little bit of dip. They reorganized. They're cracking down on the password thing. They're doing pretty darn well. So now they're coming out with this ad tier. My concern is, this is what I want to get your take on, is it sounds like sponsors are out the door trying to get, they're almost already sold out of sponsorship. Are they going to get the number of people to sign up in order to justify all that? That's the concern. Because I, yeah. Okay, if you're at 15, what is it, 1549, I think is regular Netflix, no, oh, say, oh, okay, I don't want to spend the, the nine, eight, nine dollars a month and I want to go to the ad supported. I just, I don't know if they're going to get the numbers to justify the sponsors. That's, that's my question. So, are, I I think they? they will actually. Well, I think they will. I mean, and and I don't. By the way, I I I, I double down on my sandbagging uh, thing here. I think this is. I think they knew. Um, you know that they were gonna they were gonna do well here. I think they did um, know. Yes, of course they they knew. And and they and they they were saying you know. So I think the addition of the ad supported. So, you know, the, the two things that we think about when we think about, uh, you know, public companies, analyst relations, and, you know, what they're telling the street is there's the story and there's the performance, right? And so I think for the story, this ad supported tier, 
So there's a classic, I know I'm jumping all over the place here, but, but, and I'm supposed to go short so that we don't, so that I leave you plenty of time to talk about NFL. Um, there's a classic thing in marketing where, and the, the, the case study that's often used in this is the, they're a blender, right? So a company comes out with a blender and they say it's $40 and it doesn't sell very well. So what they do is they make the supercharged blender and they package it. It's the same basic blender, maybe with a different color, maybe with a different racing stripe, maybe with, you know, nothing consequential, but they call it the supercharged blender and they double the price. And so what it ends up doing is that it gives you a frame of reference for how much this blender should cost. In other words, what they're saying is, is that this super blender is $80. So now you're going to buy, it gives you a frame of reference for buying the, the, um, you know, the $40 blender and sales improve. So basically by all offering an alternative, you give the customer a better frame of reference for, you know, what, what they should be paying and they'll buy the, you know, they'll buy the alternative. I think the same thing is at play here with Netflix and what they're doing with the ad supported tier. Right. By taking away all of these things, adding in, you know, four to five minutes an hour, by the way, is about half of what broadcast TV ad is. Right. So an average 30 minute show on broadcast TV has eight minutes of commercials. Twenty two minutes is normally the show length. And the I think it's 48 or 52 minutes for an hour long show. So there's there's 12 or 10 minutes of uh, of commercials in a uh, in a um uh, in an hour long show. So four to five minutes, uh, an hour is going to be, uh, about half. So they're clearly not trying to duplicate normal broadcast cable television. And so, but by taking away the thing about 720p, taking away the ability to download some movies, et cetera, they're, they're showing you an alternative. And so what they're really doing is justifying the 1549, right? So they're just, they're, they're basically saying, as a it's exactly model. right. So a premium experience is only, you know, $9 more a month, right? So that to me shows that what this really is, is a play to bolster subscription rather than build an entire business on ad supported. Um, and so that's, I, I, and I think it's a smart, I think it's a really smart thing to do. So I think what we're going to see, and, that, and and what you're seeing is, I think, in some ways, uh, you know, uh, it would be worth really dissecting at some point, you know, in a marketing case study is did the threat of the advertised base model and password crackdowns actually have drive subscription rates? You know, in other words, ah, the, this thing may disappear and the price of premium may go up. So I'm going to get in while the getting's good, right? I'm going to get my subscription while the getting's good and, and, and get, you know, and create a bit of a scarcity, a digital scarcity here to, to drive their, their net, you know, there's wonderful growth in the third quarter. So I, I just, I really like what, I mean, Netflix is brilliant in the terms of the way they do their marketing and, and sales. So, uh, you know, it, it doesn't surprise me that they, that they beat this. Uh, and it's, uh, uh, I think it's really interesting to look at the ad supported model in that way. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I totally didn't hear the last three minutes of what you were talking about. Could you go? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay. See, all right. See. No, it's yeah. actually, no, you have a really good point. If that's the case, and this is an issue about pricing models, yeah. and getting and, and no excuses to get somebody in and maybe them moving them up from the ad supported to the premium. I think that the, 
the 1549, which is their current premium, is not going to be the premium in the next two years. That's going to be the middle selection. You're going to have the ad supported on the lower end. You're going to have this 1549 where you, and then they're going to have another like really premium, like $29 a month where you get something else where I think that becomes your Apple one, you know, where Apple you get, Oh, exactly. I think that's where Netflix one comes out and you get all the things you get Netflix games, you get Netflix, whatever else they're going to launch. Yep, I think that's I think that's where you're going. Is that, is Exa- that well? That's exactly right. And happening? by creating the alternative of the ad-supported model, they've enabled themselves to be able to do exactly that. Yeah, that's probably pretty smart. I still. Th- so th- I guess the question is, if you think they they can pick up, they've got to pick up two, three, four million people to make the sponsorship thing work. You think they 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 will do that? And you don't think they'll have enough? Oh, people I do. That will, I will absolutely down, think they'll downgrade. pick up. Yeah. Yeah, I think they'll pick up a couple of million. Well, they're, right? they're, and I think you just yeah. don't want them to downgrade from the fifteen dollar to the seven. Well, I think you'll have some of that, right? I think you know, I think you'll definitely have some of that, you know. And I think they've probably put in that as a calculation uh, in terms of you know their average churn rate and why people are churning out, you know. And when they look at the price as the reason of churn, they're giving them some place to land. Uh, and so it may, quite honestly, it may be that they'll, that, that they're calculating churn rate and the percentage of churn rate due to price as sort of their base audience. Right. And if they can give them at you know, at six ninety nine and save those people, that may give them the base for their advertising model. And by the way, they'll more than make up that revenue loss in advertising. So the, the new prediction, as we always have some prediction, would be that in the next couple of years, they have a premium, premium offer called Netflix One. That's right. For twenty nine ninety nine. Netflix Plus, maybe, because <laughs> everybody needs a I plus. Think it's, I don't know. I like the one. Yeah. Is it yeah. plus? Yeah, you've seen those Hulu commercials? It's, it's Hulu plus, plus, plus. Anyways. Yeah. Plus Netflix. Netflix plus. Wow. Well, you can't, you uh, gotta Net, say that Netflix slow. Netflix plus yeah. one. Max. Yeah, Netflix plus one <laughs> is what Netflix it's going to be. Netflix plus one max. That's my favorite. Let's go with that. <laughs> That's it. All right. Here Let's first. move on to our next story here, which uh, brings back an oldie but a goodie uh, with his gray hair and everything. Uh, this is the man who brought Americans online. That's a nice headline from Market Watch. Uh, says the next five years is going to be about the internet meeting the real world. Um and so, yeah, this is this is Steve Case, uh, basically helping us understand what we're supposed to do here. And as I clicked on this link to actually read the article, funny enough, uh, they put up a big old paywall in front of me that I can't actually oh, get. Market to Watch the, did. Yeah, Market Watch did. How dare um, they? Yeah, if they you, did. You got, so what do you got? Pay six ninety nine. It is a uh, dollar for four weeks or limited articles. For free. This is like the this is like the Netflix weeks. thing, right? Um, let's just see here okay. if I go to uh, see. I can see. I, I just opened up Safari because I've not sort of uh, abused my Safari Very privileges as move. yet. Yes. 
So I'll read the article now, and I, uh, the opening of the article says, When MarketWatch first started delivering financial news and data exclusively online in 1997, about half of U.S. households had Internet access and were connected through America Online. AOL at that point was led by Steve Case, who navigated the company from dial-up services to instant messaging and general Internet access. Case eventually merged AOL with Time Warner in a $164 billion deal that That's, shocked Wall Street it's still and marked shock- a high point. It's still a shocking number. It, it is still a shocking Ridiculous. number okay. and marked a high point of the internet bubble. I would have changed that to low point of the internet bubble, but yeah, it's, uh, it, it, was, it, was a, it, was, it depends it was an on important thing. Who's getting it, the money? I mean, if you were getting the that only money, thing that maybe rivals the Twitter deal is, is, is how bad that Time Warner America online merger was. In any event, this is an interview. The Market Watch turns 25. They interviewed Steve Case, and they basically interviewed him on all sorts of things, where Market Watch would be in five years, what, uh, what he'll be reading uh, in Market Watch, in other words, his predictions for the next five years, uh, and other elements. And one of the things that he said uh, is that he's optimistic. Uh, but if there's something to worry about, says Steve Case, it's about where we are unsuccessful in leaving the playing field. Right now, innovation economy really is dominated by a few kinds of people in a few kinds of places. 75% of venture capital goes to just three states. And he talked about the widening, uh, the opportunity to widen out that investment and really connect people with the internet. So what did you think about this? Well, I, I love the thinking. Uh, I would love to say that Mr. Case is correct and, and say that we have this, he's basically building this idea that anyone anywhere can build, start and build an innovative company anywhere, specifically in this case in the United States. So the, the 75% of VC money going to three states, that's a big number. So I mean, that's, what is it? Is it Massachusetts, New York, and California, right? Or the three? I would guess, yeah. Yeah, I, I would guess. imagine that's the one. So I like the idea that this could be a thing. Um, and, and of course, we have the technology that we can make that happen. But the stats say that this is not happening. If you just yeah. look at the idea of, of just wealth inequality, the gap is getting bigger. The same thing could be said for, for this type where you, you're getting more and more investment into those one and two, two three states. I, I, what's going to make this turn around? It's not just because we can do it, because we already can do it. You can build a company anywhere. Anybody can. I mean, that's the whole thing, the reason why we love the creator economy, because a creator can build a business anywhere. They, they All they need really is a cell phone. They can do all their business online. It's fantastic, but there's it's still a, a haves and, and have-nots thing. So I, I don't know. Uh <laughs> <laughs> very positive. Mr. Case is very positive. I, I hats off to his optimism. Yeah, but it's, I don't. I guess the other thing is he basically talks about, which is already true. Every company is a technology company. This has been true for a long time. You're not going to have basically says you're not going to have a technology category in the stock market anymore because every company will be a technology company. You could already make the case for that. Yeah. I, so that that to me is. Uh, that was, it's funny that it's a nice segue because that, that, that was the only part that I, you know, I was like, I, I'm like you, I like, ah, very nice, Steve. It's very very nice. nice. It's, you know, he's sort of taking a, you know, putting patches on his sleeves and being sort of professor guy, <laughs> you know, sort of, you know, <laughs> you know, basically talking about the, the optimistic world that he wants to live in and all that. And I think that's great. I, 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 I fully applaud him for that. I don't, uh, I, I don't think, I mean, you know, it's like, 
you know, saying every company is a technology company is sort of like saying every company is a marketing company, right? And so, and, you know, and we say this all the time, every company is a media company and every company is a, you know, a, a sales company and every company, you know, so it's, it's not, that's an easy thing to say. And it's, I, I don't necessarily agree with it because just because technology has become so pervasive, you know, what is usually meant by that is that every company will become a software development company. And I don't think that that's true. I think we're quickly seeing where, you know, back in the day, in the early 2000s, we used to talk about the custom software development um, as sort of the same way that we, that businesses in the 20s and 30s and, and well, and even before that, used to build their own electrical generators, right? They used to build their own, you know, electrical generation plants for their factories because you just couldn't depend on, you know, municipalities to provide enough electricity for your factory. So you'd build everything, right? You build your entire infrastructure for your factory would be run by your own electrical generator, your own plumbing, your own, you know, things. And that, of course, went away, right? As technology got improved and got more dependable and, and all of that. And so businesses stopped doing that. Um, and I think these days, it's the same with sort of infrastructure technology. In the early days, we would custom develop many of the things that are off the shelf these days. And I think what you're seeing from a technology development and certainly with the proliferation of technology companies, startups, and that is that pretty much any business problem you have these days is solved by a technology that you can buy off the shelf. You know, and so there's very little reason these days to try and differentiate yourself by custom software development unless you're in that business, right? Unless you're in the business of custom software development. And I think, you know, I, I think to that extent, you, you can't say every company is going to be a technology company, except for the fact that they're all going to use technology to, you know, do the things they need to do. Um, and so it's very similar to saying all companies are content companies, right? Content, of course, that's true. Sure. You're going to need content to, to be able to do things. So it's a discipline within businesses that needs to be taken care of. But, you know, not well, sure, not sure I buy that. It's fact. a great point. When you say we've said it forever, every company is a media company, but that takes discipline and a strategy and a choice Correct. to do that. And that's a lot of companies don't want to make that choice. I'm giving a presentation today about that. And I talk about, yeah, we're all media companies, but you actually have to put things in place to make that happen. And that's why you say, you know, every, you know, how many times have we answered the question, uh, you know, will everyone have a content marketing strategy? And basically we believe innovative companies will, yeah. Because they want to have direct connection with their audiences, but you don't have to. A company doesn't have to say, "Oh, our survival depends on this." I think That's it's right. the same thing here. So it's a good yeah. Point. Not every company will have a content strategy, but every successful one will. Yes. So, um, and good. you know, and what we talk about there, uh, you know, is the idea that what often gets mis mistaken for the idea of we need to operate more like media companies is that what people often hear is we need to market ourselves like media companies. And that's not what we're saying. What we're saying is, is you need to operate, treat yes. content in the same way, you know, functions, strategic functions in business to treat content the same way that media companies do operate like a media company. Don't market like a media company. Amen. All that's right. Beautiful. Well, said. it is, Thank you. It is time for our rants and raves, uh, which, of course, you know, I, I went on too long of a monologue. So, yeah, it's time for our rants and raves where Joe and I go off on a little bit of a rant or a little bit of a rave that makes us feel like we're buying parlor or that makes us feel like uh, like I feel when I walk by my neighbor's house and it feels like I'm walking through a prison yard with all of the <laughs> cameras and electrified fences and all that crap that I have to walk by yeah. 
on my daily walk. Um, all right. So uh, let's see here. Uh, shall I go first or do you want to go let first? Me, I, let me I, go first because I think okay. we'll have a little bit. This is a continuing of our NFL conversation. And this is. Oh, yes. All right. Yes, of course. I want to get your take on this and see what you think. So Ian Rappaport, mm. this is a tweet from Ian Rappaport. I'm sure you can find it everywhere. But so Ian announces, uh, and this is October 18th, says the NFL and Amazon announced that in 2023, Prime Video will exclusively stream a Black Friday game the Friday after Thanksgiving. The first ever NFL Black Friday game will take place on November 24, 2023, with an expected kickoff of 3 p.m. Eastern. Teams are to be decided. Here's where I think this is brilliant, and I want to see what your opinion is. So so Black Friday is theoretically the day where everyone you know goes out shopping after Thanksgiving and they want to go to all the stores. And there's still a lot of in-person buying that goes on. Amazon, with their Prime Video, says, please, let's not do that. You don't have – you could stay home. And it's actually an open day. If you think about sports, not a lot happens on Black Friday from a sports standpoint. You get some college games in there, right? But you really – you have, you have an opportunity there to get some attention and Amazon doesn't want people to go out and shop. They, they want them to shop online. So they say, Hey, great. You can watch your game. You don't have to go out to Zales or to Kohl's or Best Buy or wherever you're going. You could actually stay home and purchase from us while you watch this wonderful game. I think it's in line with their brand and I think it makes perfect sense. And it's interesting to see how Amazon is getting more involved in uh, in basically taking this, I mean they've they're into they got the major league baseball games, they've got the football games, uh, Apple's doing it with soccer. It's just interesting that you're seeing more and more of this streaming happen. But specifically with this event, I think this is all about Amazon saying, please do not go out on Black Friday, stay home, watch the game, order via Amazon. I don't know what yep. you think. But that's my take. Oh no, it's it's genius. It's 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 this is what they were hoping for, right? And I think this gets enabled solely because, and I've been following this because I was really curious about it, and we even talked about it on the show like a few episodes ago, where we wanted to see what the popularity was of the Thursday night football only being available on Amazon Prime. And by all accounts, it's been a huge hit. Yes. It's been, you know, it's, it's, they're getting better numbers than they did even on the NFL network when it used to be there. And so that's, you know, that enables Amazon to go back to the NFL and go, we told you it was going to be great. It was going to be awesome and very popular. And we met our numbers. So we want to do this because getting the NFL to actually switch a game to actually, you know, to move the schedule to, to a Friday, game. that's yeah. no, that's no small feat. Um, and so now there will be the two get or well, I don't, we'll see, I guess how are it, they, it how sounds they like it's going to be multiple games on black Friday, starting at three and you'd have a three and a seven or a seven thirty or something like that. That's so that like. means if they keep the original, cause now they've obviously increased, it used to be two games. And the only reason I know so much about this is because the Cowboys historically have been one of them. Um, and Detroit is the other team. So on there's always a cowboy on Thanksgiving. There's always a Cowboys game. There's always a Detroit game. And then there's whoever they play. So there's those four teams that will play. Now they've added two other games. They've added uh, the, the, the evening games to that. Uh, or excuse me, one other game to that. So that's two more teams. That's six teams who play on Thanksgiving now. Now if they add two more games, that's, that's basically four more teams. So that means on Thanksgiving weekend, you know, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you basically have 
you know, a, a much reduced Sunday that they, cause, cause, you know, basically six plus, you know, four as 10, 10 or 12 of the teams will have already played. Um, it's, you know, and that's, that's no small feat to, for them to get well, that done. That, that and, means, and what it's going yeah. to do is the NFL will end up owning that entire weekend from a sports standpoint. Yeah. Unless, oh, there's no doubt about outside it. Outside of yeah. the, it's your crazy. college game yeah. here and there. They're not going to take it, Saturday, but they'll do Thursday, Friday, Sunday, Sunday. Monday. So yeah, yeah, it's, it's 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 fairly fairly impressive. But I just thought, oh my god, this is brilliant! It's a it's brilliant so content marketing play. Yeah. Brand. It just yep, makes it's, sense. It's, I'm sure some stay people home, hate it, but I love it. Order on, oh, I'm sure the retailers hate it. I mean, good, goodness gracious, retailers that make their money on Black Friday, they 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 hate that the sort of message of stay home and and you know. And, and not go out to the stores, but rather order online and all of that. So, yeah, exactly. good stuff. Good. Very right. interesting. What do you got, sir? Uh, I got something very quick, which is basically just a quick rave. Um, so this week, uh, a, new, uh, a new news platform brought to you by former Bloomberg folks uh, called Semaphore uh, has launched. And so how Axios really changed the format of news. This is a really interesting one, I think, for us to pay attention to. This is, it's called Semaphore. Um, and th- the idea is, is that it's a new way to approach global news. Uh, and they, they cover everything from business to politics. And there's a newsletter. It's very focused around a newsletter, by the way. Um, and, uh, and, and what they do is they, they present you the news in a very structured way, much a little bit like Axios. And so what they do is they separate opinion from just the facts. In other words, every story is structured exactly the same way, which is the first thing they give you is literally just the facts and they, just what happened. And then they separate that with a either view or dive deeper that are uh, like not necessarily uh, uh, you know like editorial or op eds or anything, but rather separating out the opinion from the actual facts. And so it's a really interesting. And then they, sometimes they'll even structure it out where they got the reporter's viewpoint, right? What they you know what the reporter believes about this particular fact. And so you can continue to dive deeper, or you can simply get the facts from the news, et cetera. I think it's a fascinating experiment. Um, in in delivery of news, I will be very interested to see how this this goes, um, and I'm I'm I I, I think it's just wonderful. Um, you know, I, I can't rave about it necessarily because I haven't read the, you know, subscribed to it for very long and or know what it's going to do from a business model perspective. But as an experiment, as a as a initiative, I absolutely love it. And we'll obviously link to the to the site. Um, where you can subscribe and see for yourself if you if you dig it. But I but as a way to deliver news, I, I love it. It's just sort of like it can't be more down the middle, right? It just is this this is what the facts are and then separating out. All right, and this is what this reporter has to say about these facts. Well, first of all, I love it, but second of all, it sounds like that this podcast. I mean, this is what we do. We 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 basically give the facts and then we give opinions and I mean, right? But yeah, I mean, we 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 merge those things. We 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 tend to merge those things pretty 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 fluidly. We are all. Now that you say that, we're all opinion. (laughs) 
all, yeah. all speculation We're pretty all much, the time. Yeah. We, our, you know, our selection, our selection of stories alone, you know, <laughs> to, would, you know, <laughs> incline us to a certain opinion, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, let's you see. Know. Well, I'm sure they've been listening to our podcasts. So this, um, is, this is how the whole idea came about. So, yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Yes. So, yeah. So that's why I just wanted to rave about it. Like it. So I just think it's a really interesting thing. So uh, what do you got going on this week? You know, I am, uh, you know, I am, I'm, we're neck deep in client work, which is, you know, feeling really good. Um, I'm off travel for a little bit. I know you're traveling this week, um, but I am, uh, I'm off travel for a couple of weeks. And then, uh, so I'm just, I'm just busy with client work and loving the cooler temperatures. I'm absolutely thrilled that it's fall. Yeah, it's, it's funny. I'm, I'm in Vegas right now. I'm actually, I've got a keynote in a couple hours on, uh, on loyalty, loyalty in six steps. I'm very excited to talk about it. I'm at the Printing United conference, which from what I hear, they, as, as you know, we've been talking about the different B2B events out there and all the in-person events are down for the most part in, in a lot of cases by 50% or more. In yeah. this case, this is a printer's event. They have 700 exhibitors. They hit an all-time high in attendance for this event. So it's interesting to see how some events are struggling and some events are booming. So it'll be interesting to uh, to go and and do my little performance and song and dance and see how it goes. If yeah, they, if they want all the facts or all the opinion <laughs> and all the opinion and all, and all the opinion. Yeah. but yeah, it's, absolutely. This is one of the rare times that you and I are actually recording on the same time zone. Yeah, probably that's hasn't true. happened since we were in Singapore together. It's the uh, yeah, or or yeah, or or. Last week, or something when else. I was on the East Coast, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or or I think it was last week, yeah, yeah or maybe Boston. last week, yeah. I forgot yeah. about that. It's all yeah. about me. <laughs> it's always about you, Joe Polizzi. He puts the me in media. Yeah, there we go. Um, all right, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, that, that that's a pretty good show name. That's a pretty good show name. We put the me in media. Yeah, we call it Weedia. We put the we in. We, anyway, I don't know. Right, I'm, I, now I'm, it's time to close the show out now. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. All right. It is time to close this show. And if you want to get all the podcast show notes or dive into any of the other 345 episodes, just get on over to our site, won't you? Thisoldmarketing.site. And won't you get over there? Get over there. Leave us a review. If you haven't left us a review, you should leave us a review because we need those reviews. We want those reviews. We want those reviews. You need me on that wall. You want me I on that wall. I knew it was coming. Yes. Yeah, you got it. Um, and and, uh, and remember, hashtag us up with the Twitter questions and also the Twitter stories. We love links to the stories. It helps us put the show together that you want to hear about uh, and hear us talk about. And you can do that with the hashtag this old marketing. And until we meet again next week, just remember it's your story to tell. Tell it well. See you next week on This Old Marketing.